The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Hi, y'all, and welcome to another very poorly made edition of the Poorly Made Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. Off the bat, I want to give very special thanks to the uh, sponsors of the podcast making everything possible today, and that is V Development Group. As a responsible armed citizen, it can be tedious to figure out what kind of belt or holster you should use for your everyday carry. The Magingyord Appendix Belt is the original appendix inside the waistband belt, first of its kind, and customers have nothing but good things to say about it. This belt provides support only where the pistol sits and combines sturdy material with soft material for maximum comfort and concealment. This belt was born from plainclothes undercover work to help law enforcement officers carry concealed for long shifts and retain their holstered firearms during a deadly force physical confrontation. 100% all-American made in Pennsylvania by American labor and American materials. Check out the Magging Yard and other duty-grade concealment carry items at thedevgroove.com. First-time customers use code PMPM at checkout for 10% off their entire order. For a limited time, use code PMPM at checkout. And that's VDEVGRU.com, the educated end user's preference. Again, that's VDEVGRU.com. And all that information will, of course, be with the description of the podcast, and you'll see it on Sunday with uh, the meme post. All right, just a couple things before we get into the meat of the podcast, which features the man, the myth, the legend, Officer Parker. I wanted to first provide an update. The first, just call it the poorly made weight loss challenge. Down two. Not, eh, it's okay start, but, you know, two's better than none. So we'll keep that rolling down here in the uh, poorly made police memes sex dungeon. The uh, the patch wall is filling in pretty good, but I still need more. So send me a message, slide in my DMs, so to speak. DMs, I don't fucking know. And uh, yeah, send me some patches. I'd appreciate that. I wanted to touch, based on a couple more things. First thing, the audio of the podcast. Give me some feedback. I'm trying a new mic. I think it sounds better from before i don't i think it's okay just let me know if you, if it's acceptable like it's poorly made i get it but i don't want your ears to bleed so let me know how you guys think the audio is on this i'd appreciate that I'll, like i said on the last one i'll do a poll because this is all with the new headset so i wanted to touch on something a little heavy last week a deputy out in hardin county tennessee matt Locke, was killed responding to a domestic violence incident, which based on the reading of it, he didn't have to go. He went to go help. And I've mentioned him several times. I'll mention him again. Uh, Johnny Castro, Art, go follow him on Instagram. But he does paintings of fallen officers, and I try to share most of those when he posts those. And a couple, when I shared this one for Officer Locke, a couple of his buddies from that apartment reached out to me and it turns out, you know, he followed the page, listened to the podcast, and 
it, it's heavy, man. He's got a, a little one, and he's not here with us anymore. So I, I just wanted to recognize him, man, and his service. And he's a war veteran too. I'm waiting on getting some information on, like a GoFundMe type thing for his little girl. So if I get that, look for that on my page, and uh, I'll share that so we can take care of his daughter. I don't know how we quite follow that up, but yeah, just guys, be safe out there, and you know, remember life is short, and you know, be good to your friends, be good to your family, be good to your partners, and take care of each other. All right, uh, happy stuff. Let's get to the next band that we're going to feature here on the Poorly Made Police podcast. And that band is Apollo's Army. Apollo's Army features a copper. Their message is strength and perseverance in the face of adversity, no matter what life throws at you. Go to war with your fears. You can find Apollo Army online. They have a website, ApolloArmyRocks.com. Facebook, Apollo's Army. Instagram, Apollo Army Rocks. TikTok, TikTok. Come on, dudes. I shouldn't even play your fucking band now. Anyway, TikTok, and they're also Apollo Army Rocks. So here's a little music from them. This is their song, Making Sound, and we'll be right back with Officer Parker. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Officer Parker on the phone, which is the internet. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm uh, I'm just living that dream, man, out here in a, a cornfield somewhere in a secret bunker. So I can live that dream with you. Uh, it has its moments. I mean, you know, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So there's, you know, I, I hate the city, but then I miss the city when I need some big city thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always like that. I, I can never... I will never like the city. I'm just not a city guy. No, I, I'll tell you what. Anybody that is like in the city and you're like, ah, it's too crowded. I'm telling you, there are so many little towns across the country that are nice and people aren't pieces of crap. You'd love them. Leave. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I'm on the fence. Trust me. I'm yeah. You may not make any money and you may turn into a farmer. Um, <laughs> but because that's what everybody does, right? You live out in Kansas. So you have to be a farmer. Hey, animals so, are better than people at this point. Oh, it's true. 100% true. Because um, animals, if they kill you, they'll do it by the front. They yeah. stab you yeah. in the back. They won't well, stab you in the back or throw you on the bus. That that might not be correct. I think cheetahs hunt you from behind. But other than cheetahs, I think most of them will get you from the front. Um, <laughs> all right. I know you guys aren't here for uh, the animal kingdom talk. So real quick, are you having anything to drink tonight? That- uh, no, nah, I got nothing on the table right now. Well, I like to try beers, and I didn't realize this was an IPA when I bought it, so help me. It is called Dank Heavens. Man, hopefully it doesn't got any weed in it, because everything has weed now. It's like probably weed-infused beer, but it's an American-style IPA by Full Fledge Brewing Company, and I don't know where that is, and hopefully it's not terrible, but I'm. Uh, this could be 0 for 3. The last two beers I've tried have been god-awful. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm betting 10 for 10. That's going to be horrible. It's not the worst IPA I've had, 
but it's not great. But it's not it's something not you drink. Yeah, it's not something you just drink casually. Why do they taste like pine trees? I, you know, I've never tasted pine trees, but I would assume if I had, that's what it would taste like. Just bitter and, and fucking tart. Why? What? Why do you neckbeards drink IPAs? I don't, I don't get it. It's like an acquired thing. I hope no one that listens to this podcast drinks an IPA or I automatically think less of you. All right. <laughs> Enough about IPAs and cheetahs. Let's talk about you, man. Um, I know most of the times when I talk to folks, they're just your uh, ordinary average cop. But you, uh, you sir, you are a, a legend amongst men. Tell, uh, I guess, what we'll start out so there's some kind of structures. How'd you, uh, how'd you get into policing? Oh, man. Uh, see, back, I started as a cop back in 2016, 15 or 16. Um, I was a volunteer firefighter down here in uh, Prince George's County, uh, Maryland. You know, like I said, in a lot of my other podcasts or a lot of the other shows I've been on, I tell people that I didn't really join for the reasons that many other people join, you know, that I want to save the world and do all this stuff. No, that's not why I joined. I lacked structure. You know, I, I came from a home where I didn't have a father figure. You know, I was on that path where I just wasn't sure who I was. You know what I mean? So I had some self-identity issues going on and I needed that structure so I could fit into my role in life. So what I did was I ended up joining like the fire uh, volunteer fire department. And I saw how that structure worked. You know, you got that command structure, you got the low man, the middle man, you know, top man, and then, you know, top of the top. So that structure is the reason, literally the reason why I joined law enforcement. So I could, you know, um, focus on being the person who I was going to be, you know, be able to identify myself because my mother had six children, man. You know, my dad was never home. Dude was a straight, straight criminal, man. So I could have opted to chose the route he chose. But instead, I chose, you know, the law enforcement route and that structure, that community, you, you know how it is, that structure, that community, that, that you know, being up at 6 a.m. And, and straight to work and the academy, all that stuff, it, it's character building. So that was my main reason uh, for joining law enforcement, was just to help better myself and get the structure that I lacked at home. That's cool, man. I'm glad you make it out, man, because that's that's a thing, unfortunately, in all facets of uh, American society is. You know, the, the family structure is kind of broken and I don't care where you're from. You can be out in the country. You can be from the city, white, black, Hispanic. It could be anybody. It's hard. I, you know, I'm a big believer and we won't get too deep into this, but it, you know, it's family is important, man. And it's, it's a lot better for kiddos if everybody's in there, but not, if you don't mind me asking, I don't know if it's too personal, but how are your siblings? Are they in a good place? Uh, they, most of them are um, in a good place. They, they are, you know, we all took our own paths in life, but they are not too fond of, of law enforcement. The media has kind of influenced or persuaded them a certain way. So they're not too, too fond. Like they're okay with me, but they're not, you know, too fond of law enforcement. But they, they all turned out pretty well. It's always awkward, right? Where you have family that are like, we don't like cops, but we like you. Yeah, what do you think, what do you think other cops are like? <laughs> I'm just, right. Dudes are just like me, you know? Yeah, it's the strangest thing in the world. I mean, especially when when I first became when I first became a cop, it was okay. You know, you, what was it five six years ago? Now it was okay. But after all of the you know the riots, all of the the, the media bias, you know the agendas being pushed. Oh man, I mean, it turned a huge tide for my family. Like I mean, I couldn't make a single phone call without them talking about some social like 
some uh, social media case or some national case in the news. And I'm just like, dude, I wasn't even there. Like, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. Did you know those cops in uh, Chicago did that? Yeah, I ain't never been to Chicago. I have no idea. I have no clue. No yeah, idea. No idea. Is that legal? I, I, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know their laws. Yeah. 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 My cousin, Bob, he was a cop in, in Oklahoma, and he said, you can do that. Is that true? I I have no idea. Um, Probably. <laughs> yeah. So real quick before we get too far, because I have to make some volunteer firefighter joke. I need to know why the fire department has bunk beds, but everybody sleeps in the same bed. Is that is, is that like every firehouse is like that? Or how does that work? Uh, I got to be honest. Personally, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I never actually I stayed at the firehouse one time. I, it was volunteers. So it was unpaid. I okay. never actually. Yeah, I never actually stayed there because I, okay. I had a freaking full time job as well. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm pretty sure there's some underlying reason for it that I, that's unbeknownst to me. Hmm. Well, I don't I don't want to you know, I'm not here to judge anybody. I just I don't know. Anyway, you ruined my firefighter joke, dude, but it's okay. I forgive you. So you get into law enforcement, and we were talking before the podcast started. I didn't realize this. So you've had kind of a social media presence even before you were in law enforcement. What was the what was the old page about? Uh, fitness mainly. Mainly was fitness. Um, I posted funny memes every now and then, you know, comedy stuff. Um, but mainly was geared towards motivational speaking and fitness. I've been doing the motivational thing, at least on the online side, probably since I was like 16 years old, 28 oh, wow. now. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Good for you, man. Do you do, you do any like speaking engagements around the country or anything like that? Um, no, I don't. I do have an event coming up on Solomon's Island in Prince George's County. That is the actually the first event that I've had uh, since I started this thing. But, you know, I kind of shy away from the whole public speaking still being an active police officer. Because you know, there are a lot of things that you know how it is, man. Just, it's a gray line. You got to walk the gray line, and you step one way too far across, and you're <laughs> you're the next headline. So let me ask you this, because I was going to get into this later, but we're here now. What does your department think about the page or your social media presence? Has it been, at least from administration, has it been positive, or has somebody sat you sat and said, "Hey, knock that off"? Or um, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's been fairly positive. You know, nobody has uh, complained about it. It's been, it's been good. At the end of the day, police officers still have, you know, uh, freedom of speech. As long as you're not utilizing your department and saying you're speaking for them, at least most departments, you, you, you have the freedom to say what you want. And as far as, uh, you know, the uniform things I post or, you know, with the kids, you know, they, they've been, they've been cool with it. That's cool. Now, what are you, what are your, uh, like the patrolmen and all the, you know, the grunts on the ground, do they give you a hard time for having the social media presence? Um, they used to. So funny, they used to, you know, make jokes and, you know, be funny about it. Or why is this cop doing this stuff online? Like, this is, this is weird. Like, I don't know who this guy thinks he is, you know, the, the, the usual. Um, oh yeah. But as I've grown to be pretty, uh, large in the social media world and, uh, Facebook, I got verified by Facebook. They, they, they started to kind of realize what I was doing and what my purpose was. doesn't mean they like it. They don't have to, but you, it, it came with a little bit more respect. You know what I mean? Versus me, just you, those cops that get on TikTok and just start dancing and doing weird stuff. You know, it, there was a purpose to it. And whether, I, they didn't, whether they liked it or not, they had to respect it. I don't, 
it's it's wild to me that the TikTok thing exists. And I don't know, just in my police experience, if if like a senior person found out you were doing that, you'd never live it down. I mean, they would haunt you. Every call you went on with them, every email, they put stuff in your box, just the, the peer pressure and harassment. And I don't know if it's just because senior people are too busy drinking IPAs or something that they don't uh, get on the kids on TikTok. I, I don't know. Probably. I, I'm not going to lie, man. I first, when, first tick, when TikTok first released, I got on it and I couldn't figure out the the ways around it. Like, you know what I mean? It's so much different than my Facebook. Like I couldn't post the normal stuff I would, I would post and get the engagement that I was getting on Facebook. So I dabbled in the whole, you know, dancing cop doing this. And I just was like, dude, this is just not it. Like this right here is just, <laughs> it's just not it at all. And I just, I straight, I stay away from that now. I'm glad you reformed yourself. Newly, newly reformed. Newly reformed. <laughs> Man, I didn't know you were dancing. If I would have known that, I'd be like, oh, I can't have this guy on. He dances. <laughs> Well, I didn't do any crazy stuff. It's, I don't know. It's, I like the, like the vine type stuff where they're, you know, they're cracking a joke or something like that. That's okay. Yeah. But some of it is just so bad. A couple of people sent me a video of like a security guard, like taking off his badge. And it's like, I can't protect you guys anymore. From what? Yeah, see that? That's, that's so corny. <laughs> <laughs> From what? <laughs> that is so corny, man. I, I see yeah. the same thing. There's so many, there's so many security and I don't have anything against security guards. I really don't. But when oh, you dude, I, I, I started out working security. I get it. Same, I mean, same, that, same here. Yeah. But when you're doing this whole, like getting on your knees and you're walking away from the job, I mean, uh, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's pretty, pretty damn embarrassing, but yeah. that's, I don't know. We rag on those guys a lot. So we'll just don't need to beat the dead horse any further. You said your old page when we were talking earlier, your old page got dumped. Is that right? Yep. That that hurts, man. I would, man, if my page ever got dumped, I don't even know how I'd react. That would be, that would be terrible. But now, obviously, it's uh, a lot bigger than it ever was, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. I had 136,000 on my old page, and there was no real structure to that page. It was just whatever I felt like posted, I posted, you know, um, and this page is more structured. It's more geared towards what I'm about, my mission and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's doing pretty well. So let's, let's talk about that, man. What is, uh, what is your mission for the people that, you know, don't follow your page? So, I mean, I, I could have so many different avenues with this, but the general idea is I, I love to do motivational speaking. I love to inspire people. You know, I love to give people a first person view of not only, and it's going to be sensitive for some people, but I don't really care. Uh, first person view of what is being a police officer, but also a first person view of what is being a black police officer. You know what I mean? Because not many people, uh, at least from my standpoint, speak up about that. You know, there's this idea that we all should be against each other or, or, or that one person matters more than another person unless they're wearing a uniform. Right. So, you know, obviously there's certain uh, organizations I can't name. But when you say certain things or it's like a certain person matters and then you go around and say, well, cops don't matter and cops come in all different colors, shapes, and sizes, well, you know, somebody has to stand up for that. Somebody's got to be like, no, man, this is, this is not it. You know, what you guys are doing is not cool. So somebody who comes from the environment that I came from, I can kind of relay that message. Like I've, I've been there. Don't, don't tell me that there isn't opportunities. There's not the greatest, you know, there's not a lot, but there's some. So 
that, that's kind of what my mission is, man, just to be able to relay my life experiences, my police experiences, and just relay that message to the world. I wish there was more, I wish people could kind of understand everybody's environment is different in different ways. And, you know, this whole, like, don't get me wrong, man, there's plenty of rich people that I don't like, but so if I came into money, I would want the best for my kids, but we get mad at people for, oh, well, they're just, they're trust fund kids or they're this or that, and they didn't earn it, which sure, that's a debate, but is that their fault? that their parents were successful. I mean, people don't right. think about the other side of that. And I wish we all kind of had an understanding. Like you can't help, you have no control over who your parents are and what environment you're born into. Obviously you yeah. have, everybody has control over their, their emotions their, and their actions, which right. I think some people forget about sometimes. Um, well, people are, the thing I found about people is that they're very emotional. Humans, I think by nature, dude, they're just very emotional creatures something big happens some crazy event happens and people get really emotional and i've said that you know it's normal it's normal to be emotional humans that's what they are but it's yeah. dangerous when people make reactions or actions off of those emotions because you're not thinking straight you're not thinking clearly you could do oh. something while you're in a you know an emotional state that you would have never otherwise done had you had a clear head yeah and i think that's, that's cop wise if everybody listening to this and you're on the job and you think about that Think about that when you're on some call or somebody's eating you up inside. Do not make an emotional decision. I think almost every decision I've made when I was quote unquote emotional has generally been a bad one. I've gotten, I've skated on some and been fine. And I'm talking throughout life, but man, taking that, I hate to say, no, I'm not going to even, <laughs> I'll edit this part out, but I was going to say like that whole post nut, post nut clarity thing. But that's, mm -hmm. that probably goes away what we're talking about. But just, <laughs> uh, who knows, maybe I'll keep it in. But just to take that step away and just, okay, hold on a second. Take a deep breath and be rational about that. And I wish human beings on the planet, we could just do that. Because we're all going to the same place, whether we like it or not. And we, you know, I, what I like about your page is there's never finger pointing. It's always moving forward where... You know, my page is kind of like that, the evil guy on one shoulder being grumpy and angry. And then your page yeah. is like the, the angel on the other side, you know, speaking the truth, but doing it in a positive way. Right, right. I mean, that's how you, I feel like if you start pointing fingers, you're, you're not, you're not accomplishing anything. You know, if I start saying, hey, Democrats or Republicans, this and that, then you, you're, you're not accomplishing anything. Wrong is wrong yeah. and right is right, no matter which side does it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to say, don't play a baseball game way your country's in collapse that's not important that i don't know why that pissed me off so much i'm like we have all these these crises and they're fucking playing baseball at the washington park you fuckers i mean it's, the, the, the country is just it's in a it's in a really it's in a really odd state man i, I would have to say this is the first time i've ever been and i haven't been alive that long obviously at least in remembrance but it's a very strange state that the world's in right now it's just i'm very unsure like i'm not there's not one day I go that goes by where I'm just sure about that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get on social media and there's the next big thing. Oh yeah, dude. We could, we could go on for days and days and days about social media. It's just such a, you know, and you never know it's who's, who's real, who's fake, who's telling the truth, who's not people who I feel like get their news from social media. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so said this, so-and-so is not a doctor. So-and-so is not a lawyer, you know, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. But let's talk about happier things, maybe. 
<laughs> I want to talk about at least where I I learned who you were was uh, your infamous uh, foot chase, where I learned you were the fastest man alive. How many years ago was that now? Oof. 2019. Uh, okay, wait, so it wait, wasn't that long ago. ago. Wait, it might be 18. Uh, 18. It might be 18. Okay. Yes, it is. It is 18. October 2018. And that was that was a stolen car, right? Yeah. So how did that? And if anybody doesn't know it, isn't just good on YouTube. You can find it pretty easy. But um, how did that? Was it just because there happened to be a helicopter overhead? Is that how that ended up getting the recognition it did? I think that I was pursuing the car so long that the local news probably heard our chatter, our, our radio chatter, and decided to get up on it. You know, normally, you know, car pursuits, especially in a big city, they don't they don't last long. Somebody crashes and it bails out, you know, some crazy happens. I was going to say, you guys but, are allowed to chase cars. That's wild. So so we we're technically not. <laughs> we are not allowed to pursue unless it's a felony. We are not allowed to pursue vehicles. However, a supervisor would normally tell you to cut it off. But my supervisors let it roll that day. And I was like, you know, I, it depends on the officer, too. You know what I mean? If you're calling out a stolen car and you're calling out cars traveling eastbound on a street that goes only south and north. Yeah, your supervisor will tell you to cut it off because you don't know what you're doing and you're going to get somebody <laughs> hurt. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you're, you're calm, you're relaxed on really, yeah, he's going this way, southbound, eastbound, you know, and you're calm. And then once the helicopter's up, you can pursue it. So they let it go on until the helicopter go up. Once the helicopter's up, you're good. As long as you're not tail, you know, you're not right on the tail. And, you know, he's not driving too reckless. But normally, yeah, unless it's a felony man, we can't pursue. Yeah, that was really cool, man. It was. I was kind of surprised because, you know, you see the video and you, you chase that sucker down. And then did he end up getting jail time for that or anything? Or he's probably out already. I don't know if he no, kept definitely. up with the case. Oh, uh, definitely out, probably. I, I would say definitely out. Um, but as far as jail time, I, th- I think he actually did. I don't know his personal uh, record. Uh, I'm not allowed to disclose that, but I, I think he actually did. Well, there you go. That's a nice change of pace. But yeah, and you got a yeah, nice right. little uh, nice little news story out of it. And then that's I that's kind of where I heard of you. And I don't know how I correlated uh, that to the uh, to your page, but that's kind of when I first found you was that a big boost for your page when that happened so i kind of didn't run with it you know what i mean um that was my biggest flaw when it comes to growing my social media i was still new i only had at the time 1300 followers however i do own two other large pages uh back the blue which has 170,000, and blue line heroes which is 100,000. so um i kind of used those pages to kind of leverage what I was posting personally, but I totally missed out on that opportunity to garnish those, uh, those views and those followers, man. I just, it was so much, dude. Like I, after the chase, I had to process and do all the, tow the car and do all this crazy stuff. And by the time I got out, it was like 12 o'clock. I hadn't even looked at my phone because my phone was dead. So I hadn't even looked at it. So I get out and I go home and I charge my phone up and I'm already tired. I, I go straight to sleep. I wake up and I have hundreds of like personal messages, like people texting me. I go to my, 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 my Facebook. I have about 300 messages sitting in my inbox, news reporters, uh, people wanting to do interviews, like, you know, people like your page podcast, wanting to do this and wanting to do that. And, um, I go into work, you know, I'm just dumbfounded. I go into work, you know, it's, it's so much. So you're not, I'm not even thinking, Oh, let me use this for my, my Facebook following. That'd be pretty cool. I didn't even think about that. 
I go into work and they're like, no, man, you got to go downtown. I was like, fuck. Like, they're going to fucking hit me for doing, for chasing his car. Cause he crashed. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a big, it's a big, if you chase him and he doesn't crash. Okay. No harm, no foul. But if he crashes and there's property damage, eh, you might have to eat that one. So yeah. yeah, I go downtown and I ended up actually getting a, a award for this. And I'm sitting there like getting this award. I'm like, do they know we're not supposed to really chase cars? I mean, fine, cool. I'm happy with it. Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I totally missed, dropped the ball on that one. So if uh, if you don't mind me getting into it and just stop me here because I don't want to get you in trouble. But so you, obviously you're a cop in, the, uh, in Baltimore. What it, how is policing in Maryland right now? Uh, so I can't speak Baltimore in general and I can't speak about my job personally, but I can tell you that as from, from an outside point of view that I don't uh, agree with the way policing is going. Um, there are just many good officers leaving because of the environment. You know, it, it's one thing to worry about the criminal element, right? You know that when you signed up. You signed up, you, you absolutely 110% know that you're going to have to deal with some shitty people, some shitty circumstances. And at the end of the day, you might not come home. You know that. Or you wouldn't take the job. You know, yep. but it's one thing to deal with that, which you signed up to do. And then it's another thing to have to deal with the people who are supposed to look out for you and not. That's the part that's pushing cops out. It's not the criminal element. Criminal element has been there since the beginning of time. And we've had cops since the beginning of time. So why are they leaving in such a mass exodus? Why are they leaving in such you know, outrageous numbers? It's not the criminal element. They've always been there. It's the job and it's the people running the job. That's, that's why what's I making it. That's what's making it bad. That's why, and that's the truth that they don't want to hear. We're not scared of the people on the street. Never have been. We're scared of you. The person who wears the same uniform I do. I'm scared of you. You're supposed to protect me. You know what I mean? You're supposed to make me feel comfortable enough to go out there and do my job. You're supposed to prosecute these guys we put away, but you're out focusing on prosecuting police or you're yeah. throwing cops under the bus. And it always burns me when it's the shit they trained you on, the shit they told you to do. And then and when then it bang becomes, you on it. Yeah. And then it becomes unpopular. Oh, the officers shouldn't have done that. Well, that's what you fucking taught us to do. Exactly. And there's always some crazy loophole, you know, to, to, to get you on. So it's that to me, that's I don't like the environment, man. Uh, you know, and I'm not speaking about my specific department or my specific city, but I'm just mean in general in Maryland, I don't like the way it's going. Uh, and that's why I've considered leaving. It's just, what are we fighting for at this point? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's disheartening to say that, especially coming from me. Uh, it's disheartening because I love this job. I'm, I'm telling you, man, uh, and I'm not blowing smoke. I think just the way you put things and the perspective you put on things and how you come across with kind of a calm demeanor about everything. Uh, I'm telling you, man, I told you this months ago, you need to fucking run for office, dude. I think you would do a whole lot of good. I don't know if that's, something that you ever want to do because politics I'm sure would be a terrible gig to get into. But I think, you know, you're just a natural leader and people kind of look to you with, uh, sorry, man, I'm not articulate. That's why I do poorly made memes, but, um, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> but people just kind of, I, I think people flock to a person that just, just tells it how it is. But like I said, you tell it how it is but without pointing fingers or getting angry or anything like that. So I don't know, man, I, I think you would, uh, I think officer Parker for president and let's see how many years you got, like maybe like 2050 <laughs> or something like that. I'll vote for you. But yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I don't even think I'm of age yet. But I uh, consider, yeah, man, I, I, I highly consider politics. I really have. Uh, I talked to the missus about it. And she's just like, man, do you really want to get into the mud throwing contest? And I'm like, you know, I really don't. I really don't because that's it's it's tricky, man. Politics are tricky, dude. I see some of the best people just don't even get an opening ear because the media controls everything we see and we hear. You know? Yeah. So if it's if it's not on their plate for you to eat, nobody's going to eat it. You know. Yep. Which is, you know, you you would hope that social media would have turned into this thing where it, it kind of fought against the news media where you could actually get the truth. But I, I guess I kind of look at it and I'm not I don't want to offend anybody, but just hear me out. So you look at like religion and Christianity basically has all these little subsets based. And I look at it based on different interpretations of the Bible. Right different and when i look to news and social media people have their own interpretation of the truth which in police work you know there's there's three sides of the story right what that guy tells you what that guy tells you and then what actually happened right and that's i mean that's what we get in the news and in social media is we don't actually get what happened we have everything has a bias which it kind of always has i i don't know i wasn't around 100 years ago i don't know how the media and word of mouth was then but God, man, it's just hard to know what the truth is anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's you never know. And like I've told I tell people I say this online all the time that there's nothing wrong with a person's perspective of something. Everybody has a different perspective, you know, and each person's perspective can still be correct. Right. There's no one way to the truth. There isn't. The end result is the truth. Like yeah. the end result, like whether whether or not this shooting was justified or not, is the truth. Your perspective, that it, it doesn't really matter. You know, we all have different perspectives. So, like, we all can quarterback stuff. But at the, at the end of the day, as long as we reach that goal of this is what happened and this is the law and this law was not broken, this is the truth. And that's that's what matters because the perspective part is what makes us human. You know what I mean? We all can't see the same thing, think the same way, and strategize it the same way. The outcome to the truth. It's just, that's just not going to happen. We're all going to have a different perspective, but as long as we all reach that truth at the same, at the same time or at the same point or whatever, that's what matters. But people I've learned social media is not that way, man. Oh, they no. look at stuff and they see what they want to see. And somehow they go way off the rails to whatever the hell they're thinking about, you know, and that comes ties back into emotion, man, being overly emotional and emotionally charged and just, being so flustered and caught up that you can't see the end goal is still the truth. Like, you know what I mean? If it's justified or not, if that's just at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. And that's how well a lot said, of these police, police shootings blow up and all this other crazy stuff, man. Yeah. And some of this, you know, so wild, like the guy will have a gun and well, you know, why did they shoot the gun out of his hands and all the crazy stuff that go, I don't understand why they, they shot him. Well, cause he, pointed again to cops or he was reaching for a gun in the waistband. And I think that my opinion on that stuff is I think police departments for years have kind of squandered this opportunity to educate people of social media. Instead, they, you know, were posted dumb stuff instead of if they were going to use social media to, you know, be of good service, they use that. Hey, this is why cops do this. This is why cops do that. If there's a parking dispute, here's how you can handle that. Not obviously not everybody's going to see that, but you know, I, in my opinion, you know, these police departments, even when they know their cops are right, 
because of the political backlash, they won't come out and say it. No. Which is absolutely no. the wrong thing. Because there's there has to be a point in time where you have to stand up and do the right thing, even if it's your ass on the line, because that's the right thing to do. And I know it's hard because all of us, you know, even the the evil white shirts, they got to pay bills. They got, you know, they want to go on vacation. They want to pay their mortgage payment. Police work is not a job of self-preservation. I didn't get to this job to preserve myself. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from because you're right, man. You're absolutely right. It's self-preservation. If I can throw this guy under the bus, regardless if he was right and it saves my salary, you know, why not sacrifice a pawn when I can hire another one? It, yeah, it, with, it, with no thought of the person that, you know, now they can't pay their mortgage or now their kids can't get braces, or, you know, I... And that's, I, could, I guess that could be a much deeper conversation about taking care of each other, which I think, you know, we all talk about our society being this caring and taking care of, any, of each other, but we don't. A lot of people just kind of look out for themselves, which I, I get the whole, you can't take care of anybody else if you're not able to take care of yourself, but, and there's a lot of selfless people, but I, I would say we're out, definitely outnumbered by selfish people. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I, I, mean, I see it every day for sure, man. I think this world has gone, like I said earlier, I think it's gone mad, man. Everybody's in it for themselves. And, you know, they don't really care who they hurt in the, in the wake of whatever decisions they're making. Yeah, and it's everything's just so divided, dude. Every, every topic, every, everything that hits the news, you have to pick a side. You can't be in the middle of it or you're, yeah, that's you a, know, or you're liberal you or you're Republican. You, you just can't. You can't look no, at anything can't. objectively. And I think I think I think these social media sites, man, have given people a voice and a platform. And they don't quite have the knowledge or the common sense to back it up. But they have these large platforms or these large uh, social medias that can reach a lot of people. And it's like, OK, you got this big platform, but you don't have the common sense the education, nor the experience to back up this nonsense you're putting out there. And people will take another person, especially if they, you know, social media, if they got the blue check mark or they're big time now, you know, and it's, they take these opinions and pass them off as opinions. And then people interpret these opinions as facts. Oh, well, this guy said this, this cop couldn't, this cop should have fired one round, like you said, or shot the gun out of his hand because this person said that it was possible. And it's like, this person just has a big social media page. They have no firsthand knowledge of what it's like in a situation like that. Yeah. And we were kind of talking before we hit record running a page, especially when it gets a little bigger and it, and it honestly, I've always thought it, but then it, I had a moment a couple of days ago where it really hit me, but I mean, there is kind of a responsibility to, you have to be responsible, responsible with that influence because, you know, I, I always and I'm sure there's some younger kids that, you know, stole their mom's phone or listening to this, but police explorers, you know, people of that age listen to my podcast. I really hope they, they realize what they're listening to and take some stuff with a grain of salt, obviously. Cause look, I was, I think I was a great cop. I'm not sugarcoating. I know I was a good cop, but I'm sure I'm not fucking right about everything. I, there's no way it can be. I have my opinions yeah. about things. But, but you have to be responsible with, with your influence. And I just don't think a lot of people are. And there, there's a lot of people that do use their influence for really great things and do a lot of good things. 
And then, man, there's a sure a lot of them that just say whatever they're thinking without make. Here we go. That's going to be the theme of the episode is, is they make an emotional that makes them emotionally charged post without thinking the consequence of who who is being influenced by it, which I think could go into another topic of, you know, you have self-control on what you read and you can make that determination. But man, like you said, that blue checkbox, somebody reads it. No, well, blue checkbox said it. it it's real. Exactly. Exactly. Like, for instance, look at that recent uh, incident down at the Border Patrol where the um, photographer took a picture of one of the patrol guys apprehending uh, somebody crossing the border. And in the picture, now here's how I don't understand where it got misconstrued. I saw the original picture and I was like, where's he whipping this dude? But um, it got misconstrued. And then you have all of these big checkmark pages. You got big press people with all their fancy cameras and their podiums and they get up there and they demand this justice. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm dude, seriously, no, like not even kidding. I sat at my computer and I'm looking at this image and I never, I didn't say anything about it because I didn't have enough information to say, I didn't want to put out anything incorrectly. And that's where it comes with using your influence, you know, the right way. I couldn't say it was one way or another, because I don't know if maybe the photographer had said something that he actually saw. So I waited. I was like, I'm not going to say anything about this yet because I don't know what actually happened. But in the photo, there was nothing for me to judge. He didn't like he was doing anything. And then um, these big politicians, man, they get at their podiums, they get their fancy cameras, they get their mics, and they demand justice, right? So a couple of days later, I, I see another feed come across my uh, another picture come across my feed, and it's a picture of the rear view, and it clearly shows this guy grabbing this guy. Um, the guy was trying to cross the border. The patrol. Thank God for that other cameraman, him. huh? Yeah. And the camera guy comes out and says, I never actually saw that. And you misconstrued my images. But the point that I'm making is that you have these over emotional people in power who utilize and I think maliciously utilize their influence to persuade or I don't know what their goal is at this point to persuade a crowd to think a certain way or to adopt a certain ideology that maybe all cops are bad because at what point have you ever seen them come to that podium every single time a cop does something or blows up on social media? When have you ever seen them get their fancy cameras, their mics, their crowd, come to that podium and condemn a criminal for doing something? Never. Well, never, never. But one picture, like, like one picture sent the world up in arms, but you have criminals who run the street every day kill, murder, rape, innocent, rob, steal. And we don't get one press conference, but one guy on a horseback upset the world. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. dude, it's crazy. Malicious use of influence. That's what it is. And now those dudes are in trouble for doing probably something they were trained to do and have done a hundred exactly. times. And there were no whips involved. Nobody got whipped. Not a single person. At least yeah. according to what we know so far. And even the photographer said he didn't see anything. He was there. They see you that first knowledge. But you see how it's just over-emotional people, malicious influence, and that creates the divide. You know? Yep. And that's, well, that's where we're at. It, do you believe that the divide – and I'm pointing fingers on either side, but do you think the divide is purposeful? So I was never really a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I never – wanted to say yeah oh they're dividing the country for this but the more and more i examine information and i just look at certain perspectives and 
I look at how they acknowledge certain incidents in the world and ignore other incidents in the world, it makes me want to side with the idea that it's being purposely done. And I'm not sure for what, you know, like I said, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. I like hard facts, but I, I tend to lean more towards it being purposely done. So, and I'm just throwing this out here. So anybody listening, don't lose your mind. I'm, I'm just throwing something out. I, I'm not saying this is or it isn't, but I've had discussions with people and we looked at some of the stuff last year that happened with law enforcement. And look, I'll, I have to say this bucking precursor because people lose their mind if I don't. Cops do something wrong. We're subject to criminal proceeding, proceedings like anybody else. There you go. But I felt like some of the stuff in law enforcement, some of it, you know, you look at objectively was probably within policy and and all that. And I felt that they want like a national police force, which, or let me, let me step back. I don't know that that's necessarily what they wanted, but that's kind of how it feels sometimes is this creation of a national police force, which that should scare the fuck out of everyone where there's no local control. I think one of the great things about our country is that there is local control, whether that's in a city, um, a county, a school board, there's some local control. And that seems to be kind of going away now with the feds can basically say, well, if you don't do it the way we want, we're going to withhold tax money or whatever it may be, the fake money that doesn't exist. But that was that was just one of those things, and I, I try not to fall into conspiracy theories too. But I'm like, fuck! It really feels like they're pushed in this agenda where, you know, that the the national government needs to have control over the police departments. That should scare the fuck out of everybody. You know, if you live in a certain area of the country, you should have a say on how your police department is, or or what your laws are, and, and what are enforced. But that was. My view is, is may, why, maybe that's why this was a good time to, for this division is maybe that's something they want to push down the road is this is opens the gates, so to speak. I don't know if you felt that way, but I'm, just, I'm throwing that out there. I don't know if that's true or factual, and I don't know if anybody else has felt that way, but that, that's something that terrifies me. Yeah, I never actually, um, never actually thought about that way, but you're, I mean, you're right in the sense of, you know, we have branches of government for a reason as so one cannot overstep the other, you know, it's purposely done that way. Nobody listens to police, like the whole defunding era, which is kind of sort of gone to come or come to gone or rather it was how, like how many police officers, how many people in, in, even in local governments, mayors, some mayors, um, some councilmen were saying like, you want police to have more training. You want them better equipped. You want them to be able to deal with situations, you know, better, but you want to take away millions of dollars. Like it just didn't make sense. And I think no. any person that had an ounce of common sense, it, it, it couldn't have made sense to you. So why were you really doing that? Yeah. It, it's like it, you could talk to the person with, with, I mean, even a person with no common sense, if they tell you they want more training, for a department, nine times out of 10, they're not going to tell you to take away money from the department. It just doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. And don't, I think personally, sure, you could convince me that we cops need more training. But the issue is, is whenever we get training, and, and at least this was my big city experience, it was never anything we needed or it wasn't anything dynamic. 
look, you can put me through racial bias class 42 times a year. If there's a racist asshole in an apartment, that class is not going to save him. I hate to say it. Look, maybe it's good to take something and, and open your mind and perspective, but you get the same class every year. That's, it's insane. Yep. And I took that class last year. That's not helping me do anything. I'm open-minded. I'll, I'll watch anything once. But, and then, you know, we got fucking training. That was, I felt like was the beginnings of communism. Why do I need to know this about a police? I'm a cop. Teach me. If you want me to interact with people differently, let's talk about that. It's just, if people I got this don't. quote. Yeah, go I ahead. I have this dude. quote I like to say that's probably going to apply to you. Or, well, apply to many people. But I made this quote a couple of years ago, and it's, People like to walk past the elephant in the room just to talk about the color of the paint on the wall. The minuscule problem or the minuscule imperfection that has no purpose, they like to discuss, but will walk literally past the biggest issue in the room. Yeah. And everybody's 100%. okay with it. <laughs> and, and let's be real. How many of us have done that in our lives? Where it's there's this big issue that's kind of overhead. Fuck, I don't want to talk about it. Let's go. Let's go talk about that, dude. That's a great fucking quote, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in my little arsenal there. That's kind of mind blowing. Now I'm like, fuck, man. I've been ignoring a lot of shit. I got some shit to work on. Um, it's true. It's true, man. Thanks a lot, dude. Now I feel like an awful person. Appreciate it. Nah, <laughs> you're good. Hey, um, we, we all need some self enlightenment every now and then. We do. We do, and that's the problem yeah. too. Is I think in our world is. People aren't able to reflect and look inward. Every, you know, people are so busy looking at, you know, you all see the memes about, you know, you giving relationship advice and then you actually in your relationships where you're like Patrick and you got like a, a, a wooden board nailed to your head, shit like that. Yep. It's true. There, there, there's not this inward reflection where people aren't, <laughs> I hate to sound corny, but like, you know, they're not working on themselves. They're, yeah, wor- they're no, working I mean, on everybody else. They ain't working about them on themselves at all. But yeah, dude, like the training thing is, I, I remember we used to do, we test out every year on our rest control tactics. And you'd basically do it cold and make sure you could do it. And I'm like, this is insane. We should be practicing these things. Because you go through the academy, right? And you spend a lot of time going through the movements, going through your rest control, all kinds of shit. Which, by the way, yep. you guys might uh, like to find out. There's police departments. They don't have rest control. They have put handcuffs on them. That's their rest control. That should be concerning to everybody, especially you know guys like me that have worked in a system where you know you need to have control over someone when you're you're handcuffing them because handcuffs are potentially deadly weapons. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's you know stop fucking defending the police and let's get these people some arrest control tactics. But you know instead of actually learning what we're doing or maybe learning something new. We're just going through these things on a dry run to make sure we can do them where, why aren't we doing anything dynamic? It, it would drive, it would just drive me nuts, you know, or, or stuff I haven't used in two years. Like, can we go over this a little bit? So I understand it. You know, how often, you know, there's always some crazy move that they teach you and they're like, okay, go do it. I haven't done this in three years, dude. I can't, <laughs> I can't help you with that. Or they'd fucking pass people that, needed help i'm sure everybody's seen that so all right let's stop bitching let's talk about something positive now do you got anything positive dude everything's negative right is that what we're nah, here 
everything's I mean, bad. No, we got, it's the truth, though, man. It's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's the truth, and it's, it, it'll shed light on on what it's really like from you know to to be a police officer so it's not it's never i don't ever look at it as a bad thing man yeah and i just we 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 get on here talk all you know sunshine and rainbows it's it's false it's fake yeah now let me ask you this and just kind of playing devil's advocate to all this do you think there's an element of cops that or in law enforcement where we've come become so far removed and we kind of get into our own world as cops that we don't understand or listen to the outside things where maybe we should be um yeah yeah and i think that's not a cop thing i think it's just humans like humans yeah i think a lot of police are at that point except the new guys i'll say except the new guys uh yeah they don't have a reason to be really but i think a lot of any cop with more than four year five years on at this point it has gotten to that point in their career and it obviously depends where you work there are some cities that love their police so but they've gotten to that point where they're just so fed up that no matter what call they're going to, they're already hot that they got that call to be getting with. Because yeah. they're tired of the they're tired of the nonsense. Not only are they tired, but they're scared. And that's the truth, no matter how anybody wants to put it. Cops are scared. They don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to go to jail, especially for doing something right. So um, they're already in this, again, I'll mention it again, emotionally charged state where they don't want to get a call to begin with. And now they have to go handle your problems, you know, and they turn themselves off from the world and realize that there are still people that still need police services. So, you know, that's one of the things that I try to eliminate, at least, you know, when I'm policing is that bias. Cause I do have that bias down towards the media, you know, towards this agenda that's been all cops are this and all cops are that I try and turn that off and realize that not all people are like that. There are people who dial 911 who legitimately need it. So I do think that we have turned ourselves off from the world, but as a defense mechanism, I mean, we pay attention to this stuff all day, dude. You go crazy. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're going insane. Yeah, I can I can definitely attest to that. So let's uh, – this both of us are – you may not know this, everybody, but both of us are very busy guys, so we have kind of a limited time frame. So we're going to jump a little bit. But first, before we get into the, the questions we got – I got to give my little t-shirt giveaway. And so I had some money anonymously donated so I can give some people some t-shirts. Basically, if you have a, a buddy, a partner, somebody on your department that does good shit and they deserve to be recognized, shoot me an email at poorlymadepolicememes at gmail.com and uh, write me a little story about why they're badass and they potentially could win something. Now, this email is addressed to piss poorly made, which I don't know if they were drunk or they just don't think very highly of me. But Here's the here's the nomination. As I stand here on a detail listening to the podcast, I figured, why not? I have a partner who's a stand-up guy, does outstanding police work the right way. Him and I share a lot of similar opinions and consistently battle admin on doing the right thing. I like that. Do the fucking right thing. Fuck admin. The the work he does the work he does goes unnoticed all of the time and it pisses me off. I feel like he should be recognized for all that he does. And then I don't want to go too much into the details of the story because I don't want to give him away and get him in trouble, but Basically, he took the initiative to do an op and recovered a bunch of stolen motorcycles, like a ton of them. He does a good job with that. And he basically, through his efforts and superior communication skills, he was able to assist those agents or assist some agencies in locating bikes and suspects. He was merely given an attaboy from his administration. So uh, this might not be much, but we're going to give him a T-shirt or a mug. So good job, dude. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Everybody give him a round of applause. I'm sure all the millions of people that listen to this podcast are doing so. All right, dude, <laughs> you ready to answer some questions? Yep. Sure. I'll do my best. Yeah. So I got to warn you, some of them are like, it's kind of, uh, you know, Forrest Gump, you know, the box of chocolates kind of thing. Sometimes <laughs> gotcha. some of the questions are like really good. And then some of them are fucking weird. Like one guy asked how many apples you can eat in 10 minutes. Um, I never tried. So I, <laughs> I'm not Wait, sure. So you don't sit at home and you're like, all right, I got three the other day. Really, I wonder, you know what? Um, I'll do a poorly made experiment. I'll see how many apples I can eat in 10 minutes for you guys, and I'll get back to you. I feel like apples are they're kind of heavy, though. You know what I mean? As far as a, a fruit, I feel like you could do some. Now, do you have to eat the core, too? I don't know. Oh, I'll never eat the core of an apple. I think people fucking do that. It's fucking weird. So, so tart, dude. That could be the word of the day, too, is tart. All right, so this guy had a question about what options do law enforcement have in your opinion about after leaving police work? Seems like other than underpaid generic security or construction, the skills of the trade are often difficult to translate into another profession. And he, he basically put in his opinion, it's another reason officers might may feel stuck or unwilling to leave. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on that. If there's, I guess, if you want to leave, if there's a good option for, a cop to get into so if you're if you're leaving law enforcement and you're you're looking to get into something similar i mean your options are going to be you know your options are going to be your options like that's law enforcement that's what you want to do but if you want to do something else i think that you have to like anything in life develop your personal skills develop your crafts your traits you know whatever that you enjoy doing in life you know that's what you got to do. And if that's something you want to do after your police work and get paid for it, obviously you run with that. Like for me, I love photography. I love special effects. I love editing videos. I love shooting videos. I love flying drones. That's something I've done since forever. So if I ever wanted to truly leave law enforcement, I mean, I could easily go do that. You know, I, I don't think there's one avenue and then it's only law enforcement and then some underpaid security job standing at Home Depot. No, I mean, we all have gifts and talents and personal skill sets that you got to develop while still being a police officer. No, I mean, the job ends when you get off, you know what I mean? You still got to work on yourself. Yeah. I've, I actually get a lot of these messages from people asking, you know, Hey, what can I do? I feel stuck. And I kind of give them that same little speech except less articulate, but you know, I had, I have kind of a weird path where, you know, I was lucky enough where, I could kind of experiment with this podcast because I've always wanted to do a podcast. Um, Adam Carolla is like a hero of mine and I love what he did on Loveline and I love this podcast. And I always thought that would be a cool thing to do. So I lucked out and I, you know, had this meme page that I was able to kind of translate into this and so far so good, but it's not everybody has that same path. Like I can't tell everybody, okay, quit, move out to the middle of nowhere and do a podcast that that's not going to work for everybody, but you're right. Everybody has different skills and things they're good at. And I think that's early on, you know, I think people kind of get this identity as a cop and that's their identity. Don't get me wrong, man. There is all, I miss the job. I really do. I miss answering calls. I miss answering, you know, doing reports. I miss that stuff. It's, It's like a part of me is gone. Like it's, 
for me, it's like a bad breakup. Like I, I had this breakup and I'm still, you know, getting over, over it, this relationship, but there's other things you're good at. There's other things you have interest in. And my advice to anybody new getting into the job, especially, you know, maybe in a big city, but kind of keep your avenues open and look, you have a very short time on this planet. And if there, you, you know, you have a passion and that could be something that could translate into money and paying your bills and kind of keep that on the back burner, you know, as you, you guide through your law enforcement career, but, you know, like you said, grow those skills and, but there's all kinds of stuff too. You know, people get into reality um, because you're a salesperson, right? If you're a good cop, you can talk to people. That's a, you know, sales people are like, well, that's generic. It is generic, but who knows, you know, guys get into insurance, doing the insurance adjustment. Um, What's the other big one I was going to talk about that guys get into? Real estate. Yeah. Real estate, real estate, estate, insurance adjustment. There there is light, but you have to be open-minded to doing something else, especially if you're like, like me, if I didn't have this and I was like, fuck it, I'm done. You have to be willing to just start somewhere else and try something maybe out of your, out of your comfort zone. And that's a big thing too, is, is people have this tendency of just kind of staying on what is comfortable and they never learn anything outside of their, their perspective bubbles. So, but there, there's always an out there's look around, open up a newspaper, look at the, the help wanted. There's so many jobs out there. There's something for you. Just, I, you know, don't stay in law enforcement just to stay, man. If you can get out, and it's going to be the right thing for you, then go. But if you're just staying because you feel like you have to, maybe you don't need to be there. If you're staying because you, you know, you still feel like you can do the job and you're comfortable and you feel safe and your head's in the right place, do it, do your thing. I'm not encouraging people to leave if they're happy, but if you're super unhappy and you're in a position to leave, do it. But I digress. All right. That was a really long answer for that. Um, I agree with the digression. Yeah. Let's see here, buddy. Are you, uh, this guy wants to know if you and Tatum are discussing a world tour yet. Uh, no, <laughs> not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Maybe I'll soon. Be the, I'll be the opening act or your groupie. You pick. <laughs> you can be the mic guy, man. You'll, you'll deal with all the mic equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come out there and tell like a bad dad joke or something like that. Yeah. So we could use that. This person wanted to ask. I, do you guys still do ride-alongs out there where civilians come out and ride? Yeah, we still do ride-alongs. Do you think you've ever had a ride-along that came out, you kind of changed your perspective on policing? Uh, it's hard to tell because people don't, people don't necessarily directly tell you what they're thinking. You know, um, It's hard to tell, but I'm sure I've had some people who have uh, ridden with me and you know, got to see a little, things a little bit differently. You know, um, so yeah, I think so. In my experience, the people that came out to ride were usually people like the cops anyway. Exactly. I I do wish more people that were kind of on the fence or didn't understand would come out and actually see how things are. Because if you, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't been subjected to some of the shit cops see or how people interact outside of their, their bubble, it, it probably would be very eye-opening. So, oh yeah, definitely. When I first got this job, man, I think changed my this job changed my perspective. 
on the world entirely. Yeah, that is probably my biggest regret about law enforcement is it kind of ruined me, man. I think I was blissfully ignorant before. Yep. And now I just kind of see things for what they are and and it it's depressing, honestly. It's a strange place to be, man. It's a strange place to be. And you can see the world not only for what it is, but what it has the potential to be. And then by potential, I mean on the on the bad side of things. It's a constant, you're in a constant state of just awareness. It's a constant state of, well, this could go wrong, you know, or a constant state of, well, I've seen that before. This could totally go that way. So, I mean, it's just, it's a weird state to constantly be in. All right, dude, I got three more questions for you. Um, I've been slipping on this one. Do you have a favorite type of patrol car? Uh, yes, Ford Explorer, the new oh, come ones. On. Come on, dude. Yeah. Where's, my crown, where's my crown Vic love, man? I See, so if I had an option, if I had an option to have a fully redone Crown Vic or a Ford Explorer, I would take the Crown Vic. However, okay. we don't use Crown Vics. We, we don't use Crown Vics anymore. But if I had the option, brand new, I would take the Crown. Okay. But well, here's the beauty of, of the Crown Vic, man. It has to smell like the day shift guy's farts and his tacos <laughs> that he spilt all over the car and his coffee stains all over the place. It just makes me feel like a cop, you know? Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm like a neat freak, man. I like my cars. I like my cars clean, but we don't Do you, have. Uh, we use Caprices, and those things are just. Oh my gosh, such garbage cars. I like them because they're fast in a straight line. But other than that, they don't have like a great purpose. They're kind of cramped. Well, we have the V6s. Have... What? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah, exactly. the Caprice. That's yep. That's depressing. Exactly. See, Okay, so with the Explorers, do you guys have the EcoBoost in them? Yep. Okay, so that, see, that my department, we had the Caprices, but they had the, the full engine, and they were fast as shit. I would the, love to have a full, full uh, engine one. Yeah, dude, they're fast. The fastest I've probably driven in my life was in one of those. And then yeah. the Explorers, we only had the, the V6 with no EcoBoost. Oh, it was trash. Oh, it was trash. It was garbage, dude. Absolute garbage. All right. See, we Uh, we got the big turbos. Nice. Okay, so the next question is, do people recognize you on calls? Yes. Yep, all the time. All the time. Is that? It's kind of of annoying, but it's cool at the same time, but it's kind of like, it it could be weird because you're going to this, you're going to a domestic call where his girl's boy just boyfriend just beat him up and then you know he's still there and she's like oh you're you're officer parker and he's like huh who's this guy i've actually had that happen to me um oh, shit. Like, yeah i had to happen to me like a month ago where i had to uh, i locked this dude up and like his girlfriend i guess recognized me and he was not happy about it like not happy i'm like dude i don't know either one of you like i don't want to know either one of you it's not like that. So, I mean, it, it could be weird. It just, it, it depends what the call you're going to, you know, it could be really weird. Does it work out in your favor sometimes though, where people are like, Oh, that guy's cool. He's on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, especially if I go into, you know, certain areas of, of, you know, where I patrol, most people know me there and they're, you know, when I'm on shift, they know it, at least if they can, they'll, they'll keep it quiet for that, for that period of time. Or if I come through, you know, they're not, giving me the finger of saying this about 12 is just what's up man like regular person treat me like a regular person that's nice man 
Well, dude, that's, I mean, I'm, I don't know. To me, that's kind of like the community policing part, right? Where there's like a mutual respect. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not always out to hunt you, dude. You know what I mean? And you shouldn't always be out to, you know, hunt me. At, at some point, we got to come to that middle ground and just make something happen. I don't know what, but make some sort of commitment happen. Yeah, dude, the, in my experience, the guys that had the respect of the, the people in their beats, people wouldn't fuck around in their beat, man. They would go to somebody else's beat, do something stupid because they respected that cop in that beat. That's a real thing, exactly. man. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they, I won't say they'll talk to you, especially if something happens between them and someone else. You know, they're still not going to talk to you because that's just that that's something that they abide by. Those are like their own little laws that they have within, you know, the things that they're doing. And, you know, that's that's always going to be like that. That always has been like that. But you can say one thing for sure is that if you got into a fight down there and you're cool with those dudes, they're, they're going to come have you back. Yeah. And, and I've talked about that in another podcast is, you know, you never know who that person is that's going to come save your ass if you're in a fight and there's not any cops around or everybody's tied up. So yep. it could be that person you've arrested before, but if you showed them respect, they, they'll, they'll yep. come in and help you, man. All right. So we're going to end it here and we've kind of danced around this a little bit and we've kind of approached it a little bit, but uh, the question is, how would you become an officer moving forward from 2020 present? And I guess the way, and it's kind of oddly worded, at least the way I, I read it, but no, no, that makes sense what he's saying. I mean, I, I don't know if, if you're a new guy starting now, how you would kind of look at the world. It's kind of tough I, without going through academies now, but I wonder if they're teaching things differently. I don't know if you can speak to that. Um, so I can't really, because I don't know what they're teaching now. Um, I guess I, I, I'm into my sixth year now. Actually, going to go on my seventh year next year. So I don't really know. But is he asking, like, if I wasn't a cop, how would I go about being one in 2022? Yeah, I think that's what he's kind of kind of getting at is, is starting now. Like, if you're a new cop, kind of starting now, moving forward, I mean, how would you move into the career, which is like a kind of a super broad question. I don't know if he's just kind of looking for advice on like a new cop starting in this weird age of policing because because there's a lot like I kind of equate it to like my kids they haven't had a normal year of school in a couple years and you got to think for a cop that started in 2020 at least where I was working dude COVID fucking shut the town down for a couple months almost the whole year where there wasn't Mm -hmm. I mean really the only calls we had were like the big time calls but you know, they weren't stopping cars. They weren't doing contacts. And then everything happened in the middle of the year where a lot of guys stopped doing contacts and stopping cars and doing anything because they didn't want to be the next news story. So you have a, to me, like a whole generation of cops that had a really weird FTO where they weren't learning the same type of things that we learned how to contact people. And I think moving forward could be kind of strange for a new cop. Yeah, I would. I mean, my biggest advice for anybody coming on now um, is you got to be careful in, I'm going to say that the agencies you choose and the states that you choose, because while, you know, it's evident that some states support their police officers more than others, and you don't want to get yourself in a predicament. And a lot of guys don't know this. A lot of new guys, a lot of guys do know this, but a lot of new guys don't. You don't want to get yourself in a predicament where you get to a department. And 
you don't like the state and you don't like the department and you don't like the job there, at least in that particular uh, geographical location, and you end up getting jammed up and stuck, you know, there are a lot, and I will say this because I know this for sure, there are a lot of departments that utilize jamming people up, IA numbers, open numbers, internal affairs numbers to keep you there. Because once you get one, you can't leave. You can't leave until it's cleared. So it, I would say be very meticulous in your search for the right department. And if I could do it all over, granted, I came on when it, it, this was just beginning. I'm not an old, you know, I don't have a lot of time on. But when I came on, it was totally different than this. It was not like this. So if I could do it over with the information that I had now, I, not only would I have gone, you know, just I would have searched better. made I would have made a better choice or maybe not even have gotten into law enforcement, period. And that's just my honest opinion. Yeah, I, I think people coming on now don't chase the money. If you're getting into law enforcement in a big city, because because there's a lot of big city departments that pay pretty good or suburbs that pay pretty good. But if you're going there just to chase that paycheck and then once you get into it, you figure out what's actually going on, but then you've gotten used to that income. Yep. You're in for a world of hurt where, yeah, you know, a lot of your means. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing too, is don't live above your memes. I mean, I get it. We're only here for a short amount of time, do what you want to do, but you kind of have to think forward a little bit, you know, to the next week, the next month, the next year. Exactly. Yeah. But just like what you said, dude, just be so careful about where you pick and it can change. I mean, you can't, you can't predict it, dude. Like where I started, my department was like one of the top departments in the state and it was great. And it was like a light bulb switch. Well, actually thinking back on it, it, it happened kind of slowly over a couple of years where it just turned into this cesspool of garbage. But but you, a lot of people are stuck because they they need that big paycheck where if you work in some podunk place, there's a good chance you're going to make more money doing something else anyway. And I want people to understand because I see like a lot of arguments on my on my page when I post memes about leaving. It's a lot of, it's for a small town, dude, to go jump in and make more money doing something else. That That happens all the time. That makes sense. But if you're hopping a big city and you have big city income, there's not a whole lot of, you know, there's cops that make a hundred grand a year in some places. Yeah. You're not going to make, you're not going to make that with a criminal justice degree doing anything else or no, you you have to jump into something else. So even though the job is making doctors. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta be mindful of that is don't get hooked onto that money. And here's another piece of advice because all these, big places step up. If you can live on your salary from your first year and put away stuff as you step up on your pay scale and put that into retirement or put it into something and you can still live off of that, you know, 60 grand you start off of, that'll go, that'll go pretty far too. But I'm not a financial expert. I live uh, in a do a podcast in a basement, so don't follow me for financial tips, but <laughs> word to the wise, man. All right, dude. Hey. Um, thanks for coming on, man. I don't, I don't keep you too much longer. Uh, real quick, we do this thing. It's the the word of the day where I have the guests come up with a word that people, for the cops out there, to try and sneak into reports or CAD notes or over the air. It can be something silly or something ridiculous, whatever you want to throw out there. But you got a you got a good word that the people should use. Oh man, yeah. 
you don't even have to sneak it over the air, but it's definitely going to be the old traditional common spelling, bro. <laughs> my dispatcher <laughs> hates that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's my favorite fucking shit ever. Yeah, common Especially spelling. When it's, a, when it's a common name with not common spelling, it's like common spelling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic. That's, yeah, that's, classic. Always yeah, a, I got that's a good one. Yeah. All right, dude. Um, do you have any imparting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the uh, millions of people that listen to this podcast and their life revolves around this podcast and some advice you can give them? Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, uh, I'm always positive. So my message is, you know, geared towards that. It's just, I think that all in all times, you know, a storm, it comes to pass. So we got to kind of weather the storm that we're in right now, especially by utilizing things like your podcast, which helps get people through the day, you know, your posts, your memes, you know, my posts, my, my uh, photos and stuff like that, you know, got to utilize those things to our advantage because obviously we're not getting help from up top right now. So we kind of got to take care of each other, at least for now. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Uh, where can people find you on the uh, internet machine? Uh, Officer Parker. You Google it, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram's a little different. It's uh, Officer underscore Parker dot G. I can never remember my handle all the time. But uh, yeah, those are my my main handles. So it's all, Officer Parker across the board. Yeah, go out there, give them a like. It's a, it's like a kind of a good yin and yang where like I'm really negative and tell the truth, but you're really positive and tell the truth. So it's good to get kind of both sides of that throughout your day. Everybody, thank you for uh, listening to my very poorly made police podcast. If you want to support the podcast, steal your mom's credit card and go buy some of my merch. And other than that, you can uh, support the sponsors of this fine podcast. And at the end of every episode, there's a little link where you can, again, steal your mom's credit card and pay me some money to do this podcast. And with that said, you guys all be safe out there. Have a good night. And remember that I love most of you. Bye-bye.